Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. A sellout of nearly 20,000 fans filled Allianz Field on Wednesday night. MLS All-Stars held off the Liga MX All-Stars for the second straight year. A 2-1 victory in the MLS All-Star game, like I said, Wednesday night at Allianz Field. Another good indicator for MLS as it heads into the second half of its season. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Thursday, August 11th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcourt. Thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. Let's start with some news on Disney. While many of the results we've seen recently have indicated a slowdown in streaming service subscriptions, that hasn't applied to Disney's portfolio. During its quarter report yesterday, Disney announced that Disney Plus added nearly 15 million subscribers, about 45% more than Wall Street had expected, and that lifted Disney's portfolio of streaming services, which includes Hulu and ESPN Plus, to 221 million subscribers around the world. Why is that interesting? Well, that edges out Netflix for the first time. Meanwhile, subscriptions to ESPN Plus continue to grow. Here are a few other items of interest. First, we talked about the impact of losing the digital rights to India's Premier Cricket League, and Disney admitted that will impact its global goal of reaching up to 260 million subscribers with Disney Plus alone by 2024. Because it did not retain those rights, Disney has lowered its expectations, and now it's estimated to hit between 215 to 240 million subscribers by 2024. But finally, I'll just say this. Streaming is a long game. Disney continues to lose money on its streaming business, as losses for Disney's streaming division exceeded a billion dollars. We know they are spending a lot of money on content, but last year the streaming losses were $300 million. Same period last year, this year they exceeded a billion dollars. But streaming revenue does continue to increase. It was up 20% to $5.1 billion. But overall, streaming is still a long, long game, but good indicators for Disney's portfolio. Let's move on to baseball because Major League Baseball returns to Iowa tonight and it tries to uh, recapture that major success of last year's stunning debut of its Field of Dreams game. Remember that Yankees-White Sox matchup that was decided uh, at the end with a home run? It was a pop culture and ratings hit. It won Sports Event of the Year at the Sports Business Awards. So a very high bar has been set for year two tonight in Dyersville, Iowa, which is expected again to draw a sellout of about 8,000 fans. Tonight's game will be on Fox at 8 o'clock Eastern. And while last year's game drew nearly six million viewers, which was the most watched, 
regular season baseball game on any network since 1998? Well, it will be hard-pressed to match that number this year. For one, the matchup isn't as appealing, really. Yankees-White Sox last year was great. This year, you have two underperforming clubs in the Cubs and the Reds, but it will still be a marquee game for baseball and for Fox. Look for some new sponsorship activation around the event. Look for 15 official league sponsors to be activating or advertising on-site. AMLB partners, Adobe, Anheuser-Busch, Capital One, Geico, Chevy, Google, Mattress Firm, and T-Mobile will be advertising during the broadcast. But take in these visuals from Iowa because Major League Baseball will not return to Dyersville, Iowa in 2023. Construction plans at the Field of Dreams will prevent a return next year for Major League Baseball. But again, a big night for baseball. Let's see how year two fares for MLB's Field of Dreams game in Iowa. Shifting to the NFL, another big day in the new ownership for the Denver Broncos yesterday on Wednesday as the Rob Walton, Greg Penner ownership group was in Denver a day after their purchase of the Broncos was finalized and approved by NFL owners. So Greg Walton, Rob Penner were joined by Kerry Walton Penner, Melody Hobson, and Condoleezza Rice as the new ownership group visited with Broncos players. They met with the club's senior executives. They held a meet and greet with team employees. Meanwhile, as expected, longtime president and CEO Joe Ellis, one of the really well-regarded leaders in the NFL, officially resigned from his position at the Broncos. Greg Penner, the son-in-law of Rob Walton, was named CEO, and he'll be the Broncos' really main point person, but Penner said he will hire a new team president, which is one of the most talked about openings in the sports business right now. So bottom line, new ownership is getting settled at the Denver Broncos. Let's move on to media. While many in the sports marketplace brace for an economic slowdown impacting sports advertising and sponsorship, Fox yesterday told a very positive story for the network as sports programming has been its strongest advertising platform and it led the way in the company's upfront media negotiations or ad sales negotiations. Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch said during the company's earnings call on Wednesday that Fox has sold more NFL Sunday advertising in this current upfront market than Fox sold across both Sunday and Thursday night combined in last year's marketplace. So that Sunday ad marketplace, very strong for Fox. He said the company's ad sales for this year's Super Bowl in February is pacing well ahead of schedule, and they are seeing very robust demand and record pricing levels for Super Bowl spots. So all of that is good news, as Fox indicates that the ad sales market for sports for its network is still very robust. Finally, we'll end around college sports. Influential college leader and Notre Dame athletic director Jack Schwarbrick said some very interesting comments during a university chat session that was covered by our friends at D1 Ticker. Schwarbrick, of course, wields great influence, and his words have meaning. And he argued that Notre Dame's independence has never been more valuable than it is right now. As power consolidates in college sports and Notre Dame is still a premium, highly sought after institution. 
Swarbrick also said that many believed Notre Dame would be giving up its independence and that it was inevitable that eventually Notre Dame would forego its independence. But he says he is not so sure about that. He also said the upcoming Big Ten media deal could be perfect for Notre Dame. Remember, the Big Ten likely to reach a deal with NBC, and Swarbrick believes that that will elevate the role of college football at NBC, which should benefit Notre Dame's programming and promotion and lead for even more exposure for Notre Dame on that network. Finally, Jack Swarbrick thinks that both the Big Ten and the SEC will eventually grow and get to around 20 teams each, but he doesn't think other additions are imminent. So some interesting words for influential college leader Jack Swarbrick from Notre Dame. And that is your Morning Buzzcast for Thursday, August 11th. I'm Abe Madcore. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.